1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit largocc.org and click on Watch Live.
0: Some of us have been gripped by some things that we can't get out of by our own strength, but in His strength, by His power, today can be your salvation. You don't have to do a thing but to acknowledge it and confess it to the Lord.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. Today, Pastor Morris takes us back to that upper room with Jesus and His disciples and the First Holy Communion. Here's Pastor Morris with the introduction to today's message.
0: Today's message is entitled, Remembering Jesus. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget Calvary, I must remember That's why we're going to have the communion service today, remembering his broken body and his shed blood. How Jesus drank the cup of our sins in Gethsemane and then went to Calvary and poured out his life's blood in atonement for our sins. Friend, today there's nothing you or I have to do to receive salvation but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and invite Him to come into our life. It's the easiest thing in the world to become a born-again Christian. Hear this message and know that God loves you so much, so very, very much, you, me, and all the people of the world. Let's give our hearts our all to Jesus. Come with me into the sanctuary. Hear the message. And let's have a new and enlivened appreciation for the broken body and shed blood of our dear Savior, Jesus Remembering Jesus The inspiration for this sermon today came from an article that I read in Christianity Today, the September issue, 2017 issue. I just got it, I think it was last week. The article is entitled, In Memory of These, and it was written by a lady named May Mayfield, Mrs. Mayfield. The story is about a black man who was lynched in 1902 in Coons Bay Oregon for a crime that he had committed I read that story it stirred my heart it made me think of Jesus and in every respect as I read that story I thought Jesus was lynched in the garden they came with clubs and with torches now, the man that was lynched, Alongo Tucker, committed what is thought to be a crime, it was alleged, but he was never given a trial. No judge, no jury, no trial lawyers. No one will ever know whether he actually did commit the crime. If he did, obviously he should be punished. But if there had been a trial, And he was condemned, found guilty? Yes, punishment. But he may have been found innocent and released. But the mob, the society, wouldn't allow that to happen. And they took that man's life. We'll never know whether he was innocent, whether he was guilty. A mob, a large disorderly crowd of people bent on destruction and rioting lynching is a mob bent on destruction and rioting out to do something very very terrible very hideous very barbaric without any proof whatsoever And it has gone on and on for a long, long time. And then I read the story that was just read in your presence just a moment ago by Ralph Dawson. If that isn't a lynching, I I really don't know what a lynching is. The only difference I can see is when we think of a lynching, we think of hanging. But in Jesus' case, it was nails crucifixion but the spirit of lynch was there but the interesting thing is jesus allowed it to happen and you and i are going to come to this table and remember that your savior was lynched for you and me that you and i might live eternally now he said No one takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. He indeed laid his life down. Three days he took it back again. But he backed away, and he put his hands behind him, so to speak. And he said, come on, hell, and do all you can. Don't do it to my loved ones. Do it to me. That's what we're coming here to remember. This is the most holy and sacred of all services, worship services. And we're coming to this table in just a moment. Well, let me go back to the story of Jesus, remembering Jesus. We're going to go back to the upper room where he instituted the Lord's Supper. And we're going to now follow him after he institutes the Lord's Supper into Gethsemane. We're going to watch the lynching take place. And then the fulfillment at Calvary where he was actually crucified with absolutely no evidence. He who is without sin, who never committed a crime, who was perfect in every way. He wasn't given a fair trial and no one produced any evidence. But he laid his life down for you and me. Friend, I want you to know what you're doing when you come to the table today. What a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. In the upper room, Jesus took bread and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples. He said, this is my body. Just a few hours after that, his body was literally broken by a lynch mob. The spirit of the mob was there. And the people yielded to the hate within them for a person who did only good, only good. He then, Jesus, took the cup and he gave it to them and he said, this is my blood shed for you. Notice, for you. He didn't die for himself. He died, like he said, for you, for you and me. Now, some things happened in the upper room. Twelve disciples and one of them was Judas. Of all people, there was a devil there within that man. Friend, you are who you yield to, who you obey. And when we obey our lust and our feelings and our desires, then we are subject. And those lusts, feelings, and desires become our idol and become our God. Look at this man Judas for just a moment to see what happens between Judas and Jesus in that upper room. Jesus takes the bread and he, he dipped the bread and he gave it to Judas. Well, it was actually this way, on his left side. Now, Jesus was the master of ceremonies. He sat in the, in the most visible, sacred place. Uh, would, would you put that uh, on, the, on the screen and just hold it there for just a moment? <clears throat> now, look a little more closely. This was the best I could find. In those days, people didn't sit upright like you and I are sitting up right now, or we didn't. they didn't sit in chairs at a table, like the picture that we see most of Jesus and the disciples in the upper room taking the Lord's Supper. They w- would recline on a couch. They would take their left hand and put it on their head like this, and there was just a common dish with all the food in, around, and they would reach over and take a piece of food and put it in their mouth, and their feet went out that way, on the couch that's exactly how jesus was when mary came and anointed his feet now notice it said the scripture says they came she came from behind him not at this time but i'm just trying to illustrate what is what we're seeing here she came from behind him now if he had been sitting in a chair like i was sitting in a chair how could she come behind him and cry and use her tears to wash his feet and then use her hair to dry his feet She came up behind him because his feet was out that way and she began to cry over his feet and he turns and looks at her. Well now here they are eating the same way and John the beloved disciple was on Jesus right. Now listen to this. Judas was on Jesus left. Now Judas was given the highest seat of honor in 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 this position in this in this place in in this lord's supper institution judas was given the highest place now let me tell you why in just a moment Judas was on his left now as they were eating jesus spoke and said one of you shall betray me and then the disciples began to whisper among themselves who is this that's going to do this I'm convinced if the disciples had known it was Judas, Judas wouldn't have gotten out of that room alive. They would have killed him because Peter drew the sword and tried to kill the servant when the servant in the garden. They would have never allowed Judas out of the room. But they didn't know. But they wanted to know. They were seeking to know. Who is it? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? So Peter motions to John who is on his right. Now, remember the scripture says John put his head on Jesus' breast. So here is Jesus this way. Here is John this way. And so he pulls his hand down and he puts his head, John does, over on Jesus' breast and whispers to him, who is it? It was a private conversation. Now the disciples heard some of the conversation that was going on between John and Jesus and between Judas and Jesus, but they were confused. They didn't hear at all. And Jesus told them that it's going to be the person I'm going to hand the sop. In King James Version says the sop to. In the Old Testament, in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, Boaz dipped into the wine and handed it to Ruth, so we are both serving the Lord with worship to God. So Jesus dipped and handed it to Judas somewhere along the way, more likely not immediately after, so that it didn't attract too much attention to what was going on. And then look what Jesus does. Now when I said Judas was on Jesus' left, the place of highest honor. Jesus now pulls his hand down and puts his head over on Judas' breast. Can you imagine having the head of Jesus, the head that was going to bear the crown of thorns, that sacred head, put over on Judas? Friend, if you're going to sin, all of heaven can't stop you from sinning. We have a will. God has given us the power of choice. And even the head of Jesus on the breast of Judas couldn't stop that man from doing and leading that lynch mob to kill him. And Jesus now is talking, almost whispering, and the disciples are trying to catch what is being said. Jesus knew what was going on. He wasn't taken by surprise. He came into this world to give himself on the cross so that you and I, can remember his broken body and his shed blood where our sins were punished and atoned for, we're going to remember again and we're going to come to this holy altar. Jesus was doing everything in heaven to stop that man, even putting his head on his breast and whispering to him, Judas.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. While the current restrictions imposed as a result of the coronavirus prohibits us from gathering for church on Sunday mornings, you can attend the services at the Largo Community Church this Sunday via live streaming. Go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. And friend. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, LargoCC.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
0: Let me go over to John. Let me take the scripture let me go to john chapter 13 verse and his disciples jesus said i tell you the truth one of you is going to betray me you see jesus knew exactly what he was doing and he was doing it for us his disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant one of them the disciples whom jesus loved was reclining next to him simon peter ask him who he's talking about and leaning back against jesus john leaned over and said lord put his head right over who is it who is it that's going to do this jesus answered it is one to whom i give this piece of bread when i have dipped it in the dish then dipping the piece of bread he gave it to judas iscariot son of simon as soon as listen to this As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. Going to hell at the communion table. Filled with damnation at the communion table. Friend, listen to me. There is life and death at this table. And if I never preach another sermon again... May God help us to know that we better not, we dare not come to this table with sin, arrogance, unforgiveness, sinful habits. Unless they're confessed. Once they're confessed, yes, come to the table. You have a command to come to this table. But Satan entered his heart of Judas at the time Jesus Jesus himself handed him the bread. So Judas gets up from that table, that table there, on the left side of Jesus, and he goes out into the night. The night had come. It was literally dark outside, but darkness of night had long time ago entered his soul, and now Satan himself enters him. He walks out a demon-controlled man. Friend, how can you go to church and come to the communion table and sell your soul to the devil? Say, oh, I wouldn't do that. If you don't confess your sins, you're doing that. Yeah, this might be the last sermon I ever preach here. Or <laughs> yeah. well, Judas goes out and he goes to the chief priest and he sells Jesus, he said, I've got a plan, I know where you can get him. When Judas was gone into the night, Jesus and the eleven stayed behind, and they opened the book of Psalms, they had their own hymn book, it was the book of Psalms, they sang a hymn, well they may have memorized it, like we memorize, like, what a friend we have in Jesus, or amazing grace, it's in the hymn book, but. At any rate, whether they opened the book of Psalms or whether they sang it from memory, they sang. The church always sings. And that's why when I talked to the music director, I said, we need more music at the Largo Community Church. It's it's a sign of the blessing of God. It's a sign of revival. And bless her heart, she has given us more music. Jesus and those 11 get up. Now, when when Judas left, they thought, the disciples thought he had the money bag. He was going out to give some money to the poor where he was going to go on an errand. And Jesus knew where Peter was going, where, where Judas was going. So Jesus and the disciples cross the brook of Kidron. They go into the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus asked them to wait. And then he took three of them and he said, you wait here. And then he goes into the garden. Now he's ready. Three times the father The father said, this is why you came. And I'm using my own words now. Are you sure you want to do this? To to drink the sin of the world, Even, even the sin of Judas? You want to drink that into your holy body? And Jesus backed off and recoiled because he saw your sin. He saw the sin of Jack Morris in that cup. And finally he took it and he drank it. He drank the filth, filth of the world into him. So that you and I might be cleansed and made pure in his sight. Oh, what a savior. Oh, hallelujah. What a savior. And then Jesus goes back to the disciples. It's dark And here comes the lynch mob with lanterns, with swords, and with clubs. And Judas gave them a sign. He said, now the one I kiss. I mean, when you start yielding to that habit, you will yield not only to that habit, that sin, that disposition, but you will take on additional habits, different dispositions, additional attitudes, it doesn't stop with one act or one thought or one behavior. It, it grows. and Judas now strategizes and he said he had a plan and he said when I go over and kiss him you'll know that's the one. Now what Judas did when he kissed Jesus that was very customary in that day. Students would would. Always go to their teacher and kiss their teacher. And so Judas went over and called Jesus teacher when he called him rabbi. And he kissed him. And Jesus looked at him and he said, will you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? Will you lose your soul and betray Jesus with an attitude, with a disposition, with an unforgiving spirit? Will you betray me with a kiss? Peter then draws out his sword and he went for that servant of the high priest and he cuts off his ear. And Jesus then says to him, put your sword up. He said, don't you know that I could call now for 12 legions of angels? You know how many 12 legions are? Count them out. Look in the dictionary, a legion, 12 of them. That is 72,000 angels. What a moment that was. And Judas fell prey to it. Well, they did have a trial for Jesus. They took him to the high priest. They took him to the Sanhedrin. There was Pilate, Annas, Caiaphas, back to Pilate again. Pilate is telling them, there's nothing I can find There is no fault. There is no reason to kill this man. And they kept crying out, that lynch mob, crucify him, crucify him. Friend, don't get caught up in somebody else's attitude and spirit. Get caught up in the attitude and spirit of Jesus. Let Jesus be your God and follow him.
1: We hope today's healing word has been a blessing. And has encouraged your faith in God to grow. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contact us at Ministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request, and Pastor Morris will pray for you. And please remember, because of the current restrictions imposed as a result of the coronavirus that prohibit us from gathering for church on Sunday mornings. You're welcome to attend the services at the Largo Community Church this Sunday via live streaming. Go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.